Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. This is episode 72 and part one of a discussion on first-timer Disney dining plan user tips. Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who have overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. Okay, welcome back everybody. My name is Danny. I am your host and I am your resource for fitness, food, and travel and I'm so pumped to come to you live from my hotel room. <laughs> so I've just finished up the first half of my Disney trip this October of 2018. My mother and my sister and um, my other sister, sort of sister, she's been like family friend slash sister for my entire life. <laughs> she left with her daughter, they all left this morning, and then I transferred to a second hotel to do a few days on my own to get a little bit more research done, focus more on the food versus the rides, and just have a little bit more Danny time. And this was the first time I have ever used the Disney dining plan, and I had a ton of questions when I started, um, you know, four days ago, and I thought it might be useful to share kind of Q&A style what questions I had and what questions first-time users for the Disney dining plan might have and what I found those answers to be. So if you are looking to go to Disney, you're looking to use the Disney dining plan, if you know somebody who is, make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast and you share it to your social media so that you can go back and remember to listen to this when you are actually, you know, getting your plans together because these are really important tips and I found that even as much as I have read through the pamphlets and online and things like that, until you really go through it, it doesn't all click. It's a lot of information. It's definitely overwhelming. So I'm going to break this up into part one and part two. I came up with 14 kind of questions that give you a good overview with the answers to how to work with the Disney dining plan and how to understand how to use it. So let's dive right into that. Number one, the question I have is, well, what is the Disney dining plan? We need to kind of define it first, right? So there's a couple different types of the Disney dining plan. We're gonna talk about the regular Disney dining plan today because that's the one I use, so that's the one I'm currently most familiar with. And that's the one that most people probably use when they come on a trip with their family. So basically your regular Disney dining plan, it's it's a way to simplify your stay at Walt Disney World, um, whether you're staying um, at the resorts. Well, I think you have to be staying at the resorts within the parks. So you essentially prepay for a certain amount of snacks, 
fast casual meals and then sit down meals per person per day. So number two is well, how many meals per person per day is it? And actually to specify that, it's per person per night. So if you're staying at a hotel for four nights, then you get four nights worth of Disney Dining Plan credits. The regular Disney Dining Plan comes with one table service or sit-down meal. So kind of your, your fancier actual sit-down meal, you generally need a reservation for it. That's a table service meal. You also get one quick service or counter service meal, which is kind of like your fast food or fast casual type of meal. So you can have a reservation for some of these places, but you don't necessarily need one. And you can also do a lot of mobile orders for the quick service or counter service meals, which is kind of cool. I didn't actually use the mobile service ordering, but I think I will in the next couple of days just to try it out and get a better feel for that. In addition to your one table service and your one quick service, you get two snacks per day. And a snack is usually some sort of a carbohydrate-filled snack. I have found that there really are almost no protein snacks that you can pick up, which is unfortunate, but that is helpful to know before you leave. Whereas, you know, for kids, maybe you want to bring some of those, you know, goldfish or Cheerios, things like that. No, for adults, you really want to bring your protein powder or maybe some beef jerky, turkey jerky, something like that. Something to snack on throughout the day that gives you a little bit more protein because really your snacks are going to be, your healthy snacks are going to be like cups of fruit. They'll have little sandwiches sometimes. They'll have lots of sugar-filled snacks that you probably don't need, <laughs> but there's there's a lot of unhealthy snack options. There are some healthy snack options, but they are carbohydrate and high-carb, high high-fat snacks. So definitely think about what types of protein snacks you want to bring with you. Okay, and the last thing that per that your regular Disney dining plan includes per person is a refillable resort mug. You cannot, you can bring this with you to the parks, but you cannot refill it for free at the parks. You can only refill it for free at the resort that you are staying in. There is some sort of a chip inside of it and it'll only work at the particular resort that you're staying in. Question number three I have is, well, how do you pay? Essentially, you, attach your credit card online and you have to prepay for the entire amount. And so one person is gonna pay for it all and then you can divide it up however you want, but you prepay in bulk quantity per person per night. Once you arrive, you either pick up your magic band, which is really, really essential. You, you really can't do anything at Disney right now without a magic band. So you pick up your magic band or you have it mailed to you beforehand and you use your magic band to pay for meals via your allotted number of credits that you have. And then the next question I, I had, and you have this kind of immediately is, well, how do I know the amount of credits that I have left? So every time you use your magic band, of course, that subtracts the credit from your total, right? So the first way that you can figure out how many credits you have are it, well, is you can ask your cashier to give you a printout of all of your remaining credits in all categories, which is nice. I do recommend that you do that about once a day at the end of every day so you can figure out what you have allotted for the next couple of days. And then the second way is as you purchase a meal or a snack, 
there is a total at the bottom of your receipt with the amount of credits left for the type of credit you purchased. So if you are sitting down for a table service meal, then your receipt will say how many table service credits you have left, but it's not gonna tell you how many snack credits or quick service credits you have left. So it's, it's definitely more convenient to get the, sole, the total sum picture of all of your credits left by asking a cash register or the cashier to give you a printout. Okay, next question I had is, and this is number five if you're counting, if I'm on a group reservation, which I was, do I have access to a bulk amount of credits or just the amount of credits I'm allotted per day? Because it makes a big difference. And the answer to that is you have access to your entire reservation's amount of credits. For example, if you have five people in your party and you're staying in a resort for five nights, then you have a total of 25 table service meal credits, 25 quick service or counter service meal credits, and then 50 snack credits, and then you'll get five refillable mugs. So the credits are not portioned out per day, it's just a big lump sum. So if you just wanted to use one person's magic band the entire time, it'll just pull from your entire pool of credits. Okay, number six. So this is a scenario that we encountered today as everyone else in my party was leaving and I was staying and it's okay, it's my last day and I'm about to check out, but what if I didn't properly factor in using maybe my last couple table service meals or quick service meals? What do I do so that I don't waste these credits? So you can transfer these credits down to snack credit. So if you have one table service credit, that can become three snack credits. If you have one adult quick service credit, or if you have a quick service credit in general, that's worth two snack credits. And if you have a child table service credit, that's also worth two snack credits. <coughs> so unfortunately you can't take excess snack credits and form them into a quick service or a table service, but you can take the more expensive or higher valued item and break it down into the smaller valued item snacks. So you definitely will lose out on a little bit of value here, but at least you won't totally waste those excess credits if you didn't plan out ahead like you wanted to. So that brings me to number seven, and this will be the final item for this particular episode, <clears throat> what is the monetary amount that each type of credit is worth? And this is really important for pre-planning and kind of looking at menus ahead of time because you want to make sure, well, it's not necessary, but if you're trying to, you know, get the most bang for your buck, then you want to make sure that you are trying to purchase items that add up to an equal value or more than what the credit is worth. So if you are getting a table service meal, a table service credit is generally worth about $45. So you wanna make sure that when you're looking at the values on the menu, if you're trying to make sure that you get the most bang for your buck, that you choose more expensive items on the menu that are worth $45 or more to make sure that you get the most value out of your table service credit. A quick service <coughs> or counter service credit is worth $24 and then a snack credit is worth the value of $5. So there's tons and tons and tons of different options and you'll find 
you know, tons of options that are less than and equal to and more than the quote unquote value of these credits. I think really it all evens out pretty darn well in the end. I've gotten a lot of snacks that were less than $5 and more than $5. And I just feel like that has evened out. But if you do want to make sure you get the most value money-wise for your purchases, then it is helpful to know what those credit values are. Okay, that was the first seven. I'm going to end this podcast here. But if you found this information helpful and you want to listen to more of this or read more helpful information about traveling to Disney and keeping up with your health and fitness, then head on over to my website. It's dannyphillips.com, D-A-N-Y-E-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S.com and subscribe to my newsletter. And this is where you're going to get details of my upcoming healthy Disney ebook. You're going to get information about all the podcasts that I've put out in the past month, plans for the future month, um, Instagram information, YouTube video information, all that jazz. So that's generally where the biggest bulk of information comes out every couple of weeks. So make sure you're subscribed there. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast, the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Episode or part two, episode 73 will be out on Wednesday. So I can't wait to see you there or for you to hear me there. You get what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have an awesome day and yeah, have a magical Disney day. Okay. Bye. so much for spending time with me today and listening to the fitness empowerment podcast if you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message this podcast is available via itunes soundcloud and anchor which shares to a multitude of other platforms so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most And if you really, truly do enjoy this content, then please do me another favor and go over to iTunes, give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review, and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible. So thank you in advance for that. Also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength.